Hey everyone, welcome to Deprogrammed on Unsafe Space. I'm your host, Carter Laren, and I'm joined as always by the bad man, Majama. Carrie Smith, Carrie, I might have muted you before, but you should be unmuted now. Hello, can you hear me? There you go. I figured I'd just do my hair again. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make sure people weren't watching you do your hair this time. So, um, although actually I'm wondering, are we all, are we actually live? Because my um, YouTube changed their status they changed their their interface for their live dashboard and now i can't actually you're live i just opened okay. it up i can see the chat yeah okay good it's uh it still says no active stream in the stream health so good job youtube nice update so um yes i don't know carrie i'm in such a weird mood because of our coffee video this morning which i we still have not released but um I kind of, I'm kind of insane in it. I got so angry. I was not articulate, uh, but I'm leaving it all in so you can see. You, you can see my run around yeah. the room. <laughs> Look, it, it's a topic that makes people angry and passionate, and I completely understand why you are upset. So, um, yeah. Well, you you did. We are going to put a warning on it. You did a lot of f bombs. There's f bombs. Uh, there's, I think I said the word bullshit three times in a row at one point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Eek, eek. A little passionate. But, um, um, uh, so we're going to, this topic today, by the way, I was really happy to see that you chose Pee Wee Herman and word of the day. <laughs> I love word of the day. And because this is about words and it made me think during daily Kefefi, I forgot there was something I wrote down that I wanted to say. It was just an aside that it, I didn't say it because you might have gotten annoyed because it didn't really have, it wasn't important, but I'm going to say it now because it's Pee Wee Herman related. So okay. you were telling me how Dwayne The Rock Johnson made a joke that he was related to Boris Johnson. Yes. Did you ever see Pee Wee Herman's um, Christmas special where Magic Johnson was on and he was riding in a sleigh with Magic Screen and, and Pee Wee was like, hey, do you guys know each other? And Magic Johnson's like, Magic Screen and I are cousins, Pee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> no. no anyway, it's like you made me think of that. <laughs> We're related. <laughs> well, okay. uh, hopefully, this topic is going to be a little bit more fun than the topic, yeah, this one, which we haven't released yet. Uh, you know, it'll it'll come out. I'll, I'll put it up later. Um, we should remind people to please like and subscribe. We're getting close. I mean, the people who join us live for Deprogrammed are typically our more diehard fans. Plus, sometimes we get some trolls in, but. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but we're like 20 people away from hitting our thousand marks so we can have a demonetization party. So thank you guys for all your support and help. Um, but today, Carrie, what are we talking about? Uh, one other thing, quick thing, uh, book oh. club Sunday, you have oh, a, a, only a couple days left to read brave new world and join us on Sunday live. You can be in the live video chat with us discussing. If you'd like, please send us an email and let us know if you would like to discuss with us. Otherwise, we'll, we'll just be me and Carter talking about the book. So you can also us... be in the chat and not have your video on and just like audio if you don't, if you want to do that. That's yeah, fine. you can do that. You, you don't still have to email us, speak at unsafespace.com, put Brave New World in the title. Let us know. We'll send you a link to Zoom. So cool. So today we're going to talk about actually something that one of our su subscribers on Subscribestar sent us. I believe it's the Honorable Nicole Esquire. How does she like to be named? Uh, 
crap, I forget. Honorable, Honorable McCollum, Pratt, Nes- Esquire, or something like that. Yeah. Yes. I might be bringing it up. But, uh, my, my, she told me to call her my esteemed colleague. Her <laughs> <laughs> uh, Majesty. Her Majesty of the mountain people, mountain standard time. She says we marginalize her mountain people all the time because we don't put the time zone in. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, we're mountainist. No, yes. Whatever yeah, we're, uh, whatever. So she sent us this. It's um, it's it's a uh, inclusivity guide. It's a Colorado State University inclusive language guide that they give to, I believe, incoming freshmen to teach them about words that they should and should not use. Can I pull it up? Yeah. All right. The inclusive language guide. So, Carrie, you actually, you can't say the word freshman, by the way. You realize that, right? That's, that's one of the words not allowed here. Um, I can't remember. Did they say you should say fresh person? No, you have to fresh person. <laughs> As opposed to like a stale person? <laughs> no, uh, they say um, you have to say first year because we're all in Harry Potter. So... Uh-huh. Yeah, so this is a list. So first of all, let's just point out, this is uh, eight pages. This is the intro part of this list. But the rest, we'll go through some of these. This is, um, it's not a short list. And what struck me about this list most, Carrie, was um, I feel like, actually, I'm going to re- remove it from the screen for a sec while I'm talking. I feel like, I, I feel like if you task someone with like, Hey, can we bring racism back? Uh, like this would be a good like. Sure, I'll look for all the things that no one knows have racist origins, and we'll just bring the racist origins back and let everyone know that we're racist. It's like a yes. It's a total. It's, it's a total. They want to keep. Um, they want to keep bigotry alive. There was actually there was an article I think you and I talked about once uh, like this. It was it was some maybe it was BuzzFeed or so I don't know. It's like 15 words you didn't know were problematic that you should stop saying. Right. And then they tell you all these old uh, meanings that nobody knows anymore. It's like, well, thanks for just reintroducing an awful meaning for that word that we don't have anymore. But now you're trying to put it back into <laughs> like, like, like not how language works. Things mean what they mean now. They don't mean what they meant 300 years ago or 200 years ago or whenever. Like etymology is not definition. Mm-hmm. This is like mm-hmm. a lot of words have nothing to do with their origin anymore. Mo- most words probably most have nothing. Words. So what the hell? I mean, I, I feel like if you go far enough back, you can pick almost any idiomatic expression and, and or word and trace it to some, you know, if, if you can use the, the standard of um, Jesse Smollett and say, well, uh, this was around during a time of oppression. Like, okay, well, the entire language was during around around during a time of oppression. So, like, do you mean uh, do you mean uh, Kaepernick? Oh, you're right. It was Kaepernick. It was not small. <laughs> it was Kaepernick. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> justice dude. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah. Any word. It doesn't matter. Like, like. Let's start with one. Actually, before we start with it, let me just start with the preface, the part of it. Okay. So they give okay. you a few general guidelines at the beginning and. One of these, two of these, I find so annoying. Okay, uh, never assume a person's gender identity based on their name or appearance. Well, that's retarded. 
Hi. If you don't know, use gender inclusive pronouns. What the? Or ask for their pronouns. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine being a, you know, someone who try is trying to adhere to traditional kind of gender roles, like a an average person, a woman in a dress trying to look pretty, a guy just trying to look like a guy, and people come up to them and like, well. I'm going to, I'm going to start calling you they, I'm not, I can't, I don't want to assume your gender. Yeah. (laughs) Never assume their gender based on their parents. Carter, you look like a man, but I don't want to make any assumptions here. They told me not to. So, um, no, but you you don't even even say don't, because you look like a man. That's, that would probably also be bad. You'd have to be like, oh, meet Carter. She, they, would like to meet you. It's like, what? Yeah. And what do you, what do you, what is your, uh, when you're speaking uh, directly to someone, it's like, um, hi, it's nice to meet Zoo. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you is not gendered. So we're, we can get away I with know, it. But you know, I do think also this, uh, no one has brought up the fact that this, all this obsession with gender basically destroys the romantic languages, right? There's no more French, English, and Spanish. <laughs> you're assuming the gender of that desk. Right. So, Okay, use gender inclusive language when speaking generalities or about groups of people that you do not know that. Okay, this again, annoying. So they are, SJWs are authoritarians. I'm gonna hit a few points here. Uh, One thing that authoritarians, well, authoritarians want to control everything you can think and do and speak. If they could, they would codify this into law. They are putting it into law. It's already law in Canada. Um, They're compelling you to speak these words they want you to speak. Um, they, and this is about having control over you. And I find it fascinating. I have a friend who her, um, niece just decided that she's gender neutral and she wants to be called they, and she looks, she is a woman. She also looks and presents as a woman. She's fem- she's feminine. She doesn't present otherwise. And the funny thing to me is that most often when you're talking about someone in the third person, it's when they're not in the room, right? And so, um, mm. and so she, my friend, she talks about her niece. She calls her a nephew, my nephew. She doesn't want to be called niece or nephew. She wants to be called oh, nephew. Okay, and then and then she wants to be called they. Yeah, by the way, nephew sounds like a pretty good insult, but <laughs> fucking um, nephew. So so it's funny because I'll watch the friend and then this other not a friend. SJW acquaintance, um, when it's just, I, when, there have been occasions where it's just been the three of us and the two of them will talk about, she'll say, um, yeah, uh, I went to the mall with them yesterday and they said, da, da, da. And then, but she uses they and them and, and for the singular as do you know what I mean as well? Right. And it, and you're and you'll start to get confused. Cause you're like, who all was there? Like who is, and the funny thing is the whole person that she's trying not to quote offend or to be respectful of, I guess, by using the suggested words is not even there. Right. But, but it's these two people virtue signaling to each other about how inclusive they're being about this third party. That's not in the room who is exerting control over their language when she's not even there. Right. Anyway. We should we should mention authoritarianism just for we, we explain what we mean because this document does explicitly say, um, "Hey, this is not an official policy or required practice. It's a, it's intended as a resource to help 
our campus community reflect the principles of community, particularly inclusion, respect, and social justice? So at least they're obvious about social justice being what this is. But but what's happened in America? So when when radical, crazy people want to control language in other countries, like, I don't know, Saudi Arabia, they just codify it into law because fuck you. In America, you can't get away with that as easily. Not yet. Yet. So what they do, and actually what's much more effective is to get people to self-police and to start building social pressure to police your own group of people and your own and your, yourself, your own thoughts and your own words. And so, yes, they can say, this is not, this is not a stand, you know, this is, we're not going to hold you to this. However, this is the first step to holding you to this, because I'm sure what will happen is this document will then be used as a reference to, uh, to, let's say, I don't want to say excommunicate, but maybe shame people or vilify them for other reasons. You'll say, well, so-and-so broke these rules and they do this consistently. Therefore, they're a harasser or therefore they're a wrong thinker or therefore they're bad in this way. And other consequences will start to accrue to violating this. And eventually it will get used by school clubs or organizations and they'll, they'll use it as a reference. And slowly over time, it will become codified into what is actually enforced. So yes, they can say this isn't really authoritarian. This is, these are just guidelines. But look, I don't know how much this fucking university costs, but you know, parents, you'd send your kid here. You're probably spending at least $20,000 a year uh, probably more. I don't know. Probably more. Myself, right. So you're, you're spending a lot of money every year to send your kid here. And this is what they're doing. They want the child to self-police, right? This is why, look, this is why, um, this is a, this is a tried and true practice of totalitarian and authoritarian regimes, right? This is why the Hitler youth exists, right? It's because, you know, getting adults to, buy into the ideology is much more difficult than getting kids to and kids to self-police and self-police their communities and police each other and and start reporting on people who are wrong thinkers. That's what this is this is akin to. So mm -hmm. but let's go through some of these fun um okay and, and one more last that says you should say everyone versus ladies and gentlemen. Oh yeah that's a they good don't one. like when you say ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me. I'm I'm now going to say ladies and gentlemen more often. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Right, I actually don't say ladies and gentlemen, but now I'm going to. So a lot of this, I'm going to start using these phrases more because <laughs> of the document. So, yeah, I mean, the right response to someone telling you you can't do something is to do it. So, um, in fact, on a side note, I have a friend who um, he's an artist and he won the Draw Muhammad contest a while ago. Remember when there was like a um, a terrorist attack in Garland, Texas? for the Draw Muhammad contest by some um, Muslim extremists. Uh, he was the winner of the Draw Muhammad contest at the time. And anyway, that was, I think, in 2015. He has his own little, he started his own little challenge to artists to draw Muhammad. And the reason he draws Muhammad is because he's told he can't draw Muhammad, right? Artists for a while have been, have been 
making fun of Jesus and other religions. And yeah, Christians will say that's rude or that's gross or you're that's bad or you're evil or that this is a horrible thing, but they don't try and kill you. They don't say you and your family should all die and I'm going to come destroy you. But that is how he's treated for drawing Muhammad, which is exactly why he draws Muhammad. Mm -hmm. Like, no, we have to stand up for free speech. Anyway, long story short, uh, he put this he put this thing out and I have no I can't draw. I have no interest in drawing Muhammad. I don't give a shit. But I did because I was like, yeah, yeah, I can't draw Muhammad. OK. And I photoshopped like the most offensive version of Muhammad I could and threw it on his Facebook wall because fuck you. Yes. Did you have freedom of speech. <laughs> so I don't use phrases. We can go through this list, but like I don't use phrases normally like uh, basket case, but I'm going to start because fuck you. <laughs> So, okay, let's, let's no, let's go to the first okay. one because the first one is the phrase addicted or like crack. So, we can't use that. Why? Because well, uh, it can also cause harm to those who are truly experiencing drug addiction or in recovery or have friends or relatives who have experienced addiction. Uh, but I'm hooked, doesn't I know? I was gonna say, hooked is fine. Right. You know, I'm, I'm addicted hooked. like crack to the social justice shit. <laughs> a basket case when I can't practice my social <laughs> People who don't practice social justice have a birth defect. Oh, wait, sorry. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> okay. Basket case is a great example of one of these words where I didn't know. I don't think you knew. Most people don't know the origins of this word. Why, why bring this awful origin if this is true why the, bring this back into being you breathe life into it now basket case the term originally referred to a person usually a soldier from world war one who has lost all four limbs the basket in this sense refers to the basket that the person would need to be carried around in and has negative historic meaning why well, next, not time next time i'm transported back in time to world war one i'll try not to use the word basket case when referring to amputees like what the fuck no one, no instead, one instead you should say i'm nervous <laughs> by the way this list that first of all this, this is already long this will destroy every piece of art ever like no more poetry no more lyrics like you have to only use benign boring terms can't say a basket case can't say it's like crack. That's a metaphor. This, I mean, if like crack is a metaphor that's bad, like any any metaphor that it can is can in any way be taken or construed as like any kind of negative reflection. Like I eat too much, I eat too much ice cream. Like well, it's as addictive as ice cream. That's fat shaming or whatever. Like anything could be taken this way. Like our video yesterday about the SJW mobbing in the knitting world. I mean, the metaphor of saying being offered a trip to India was like being offered a trip to Mars. It was so otherworldly. Right. Oh gosh, that's a that metaphor is offensive. Like it's all they're always you're comparing Indians to Martians. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so instead of using language like basket case, which by the way is a great, um, I like writing. Basket case is a fun metaphor and without having known its origin at all right people people use the word basket case in it and it carries a little more it's a little more flowery language and it it 
throws an image in your head, not of an amputee, but like of someone kind of falling apart. I'm nervous. It's, it's boring language. It does not. So this is, this is how the Soviets ended up with shitty architecture. It's this kind of thought, right? Like don't do anything fun. That might be, you know, slightly out of the ordinary. Cause uh, you might offend someone. Okay. Birth defect. So Carrie, I, this generalizes the population. And I, don't know, I don't know what that even means. And minimizes personhood. Oh, oh, now you're concerned about the individual. Now generalizing by group is bad. Suddenly, now it's the individual. You're all about the individual, social justice warriors. God, often called people first language. The word defect implies a person is subpar, somehow incomplete. Yeah, yeah, I see these. I have a fucking vision defect. It's called a defect. This is a defect. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It doesn't mean like my self-esteem isn't tied to the fact that I don't have 20-20 vision. What do you God, mean? Yes, there are defects. The human body evolved to have certain characteristics. When those characteristics come out wrong, that's called the defect. This and if you can't handle that, your defect is your personality. I'm sorry. I'm still, I'm still You're worked still up. still upset from this morning. Yes. We'll, we'll bring it down a little. Um, ah! th this is related to in the chat. Um, someone just said, um, yeah, when people say that's cancer, I lost both my parents to cancer. Should I feel offended? And someone else says, or when people make jokes like laughing and autism, I'm on the spectrum. Should I be offended? No, because my parents in the military instilled in me a backbone. Exactly. Your self-esteem right. is well, not tied to an offensive thing at some point now, right? Oh, spineless. You can't say spineless anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. Your, your self-esteem is not tied to hopefully you're not, like you said, having 2020 vision or it, it's, it, it, you should have a, a greater strength of character. We're raising these kids to be like, um, I know that word snowflake is used a lot. We're raising them to be um, mushy little <laughs> Feeling You're perfect in every way. You're perfect. There's no defects at all. You are 100% perfect. And everything you say is just precious as gold. And anyone who even looks at you askance is a racist, bigot, mean person. And I'm going to protect you from them. That's, not healthy. That's not healthy for kids. Like in the long... Basket cases. Yeah. In the long run, it's not healthy for kids. It's not loving them in the long term. Of course it's not healthy. Of course it's not healthy. Part of dealing with reality is dealing with your birth defects. It's dealing with your shortcomings. Like that's, people have shortcomings. Uh, by the way, the odd, so they want you to replace this with person with congenital disability. Now I thought the word disability was bad because it implies that like, I thought you was like, shouldn't it be a person with congenital different ability? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Isn't, isn't disability also bad? I think part I, of the purpose of this is to keep people constantly anxious and concerned that they may or may not be using the correct words. Because yes. look, at the next one is um, you should not say the blind, the deaf, or eye for an eye. Because why? Because it generalizes the population and minimizes personhood, da 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 da, da. Uh, In addition, using phrases that associate blindness or deafness as negative, quote, an eye for an eye. They don't even know what an eye for an eye means. They get no, that they phrase. Don't. They don't know what it means. But, but quickly, um, at the end, it says, 
at the end, they end this with some people may identify with and prefer terms like deaf or blind. So it's important to ask. They just want to keep you constantly asking, should I call you the deaf or should I call you a person who is deaf? Or should I call you, can you imagine going up to someone and that's the first thing you ask them? What are your pronouns and what, and should I call you blind or <laughs> like? Yeah, the term for this, Carrie, I've used this term before, but they're trying to create social metaphysicians, right? And so metaphysics, so a social metaphysician is someone who instead of uh, deciding for themselves what the basis of what's real and what's not real, like what's metaphysically true, a social metaphysician looks around them and and they take as true whatever the group says is true. And they need these students to be social metaphysicians. They need to be, they need them constantly attuned to like looking around and hearing what other people are doing and and following the in the crowd. And the reason for that is there isn't actually these principles are self-destructive in and of themselves. So you can't teach a principle and say, follow this principle. This is all because it's all about power. Um, the way power is exerted is by changing the rules and requirements over time and seeing who follows. It's by testing the social metaphysician, who's a social metaphysician, who's going to follow the leaders. And that's why when when a lot of Republicans are like, they're, they're, they're laughing at the Democrats like, ha ha, Joe Biden said we should have borders or Obama said we should have borders. Why isn't anyone talking about that? Well, the reason no one's talking about that is no one cares about the actual issue. The, the, what they're testing for is whether you are um, worshiping the social justice ideology, whether you are a social metaphysician. The fact that five years ago you think thought a different thing, that's fine, as long as your thinking is in line now. And when it changes tomorrow, you've got to again demonstrate that you will change and follow the mob. That's what they want. They want you to follow. This is all about conformity with the mob and no independent thought. That's the entire, by the way, uh, keep that in mind, parents who are writing checks to university. This is all about destroying independent thought and creating little social metaphysics automatons running around who will respond to the whimsical declarations of whoever the most power-hungry, vicious word cop is out there. <laughs> word cop. Uh, somebody, the, by the way, the chat is making me laugh right now. Uh, I'm, I'm What's a stop box? She said, I just got new glasses last week for my defect. First person to call me for it is going to get a punch in the snot box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then like, oh, now we're talking about shortcomings. Great. I have a short leg. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am short. I'm literally a shortcoming. Um, but, um, uh, and, and one other quick thing, Marion says this reminds her of her dad um, getting rid of all the playing cards in her house because he, he had read that there was an occult route to it. Yes. The, the authoritarian left, they're, they're like an, the evangelical, evangelical left, okay? They, and they have a lot in common with the authoritarian right and with the evangelical right. And they oftentimes remind me of like when I was a kid, yes, there was this whole, all this stuff that came from the evangelical right, uh, at least where I grew up, where, oh, you, you can't watch the Smurfs because it's secretly about witchcraft and Satanism and you can't play Dungeons and Dragons and yeah. I I grew up in an evangelical right household and I got a Dungeons and Dragons set from someone for a birthday. I loved it for about five minutes until my parents threw it out because it was satanic. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and now, by the way, the backlash is to have convinced my daughter she does Dungeons and Dragons every week now. So uh, <laughs> that's my, my way of going to my parents, I guess. But 
Um, yeah, it's just, it's the same religious extremism. It's just their God is not the Christian God or any traditional religion God. I, their God is basically power. Um, it's, it's specifically state power. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but an eye for an eye, uh, what's that originally from Hammurabi? So, yeah. And I, so it, it's a, it's a Bible verse. It's Jesus says, you have heard an eye for an eye. Because in the Old Testament, it says an eye for an eye. Well, he, he basically says, this should be part of a, the series I want to do where I Bible explain, like a Bible newbie ex- tries to explain the Bible, maybe get some things wrong. <laughs> but but Jesus, he basically is like, you've heard an eye for an eye, but I'm here to tell you a different way because an eye for an eye makes the whole world go blind. Meaning, and, and that's when he talks about turn the other cheek. So if someone takes your eye out, don't take their eye out because then everyone's eye is going to be out, right? That's what that yeah, means. I think it's also, I think it's also part of the Hammurabi code, which is like the, I think the oldest written uh, laws ever, right? Um, I think, I think, I think Hammurabi, someone can correct me, but I think, I think I for an eye is in there. I think it was a very common, um, I think it was very common culturally for, for justice. Someone does something, you, you know, re- you reciprocate, right? In the, right. in the, Right. If someone does something to you, like if they, um, if they steal from you, then you take something from them that kind of, you reciprocate in what, in whatever fashion, whatever they did to you, you can do the same to them. And Jesus is saying, and, on the other hand, uh, oh wait, no, shit, fuck, we can't say, we can't, yeah, sorry. Can't say on the other hand. Yeah. But so, so yeah, let the punishment fit the crime is what Nicole's saying. That's exactly what that was about. But Jesus is saying, no, if somebody hits you, turn the other cheek, give them the other cheek to hit, don't hit them back. It was a very revolutionary thing what he was saying, but um, but so for for them to say that an eye for an eye has a negative connotation with blindness and and you don't even what are you talking about? You don't even understand. You don't understand that phrase. No. So maybe they don't like it because it's in the Bible. All right. Um, next one. This one. This one takes the cake, Carrie. Uh, literally, a cakewalk or takes the cake. Now I just want to clarify here. What they're about to explain is pretty horrible. I had no fucking idea. Now I know. Um, I'm still going to use takes the cake. I'm probably going to use it more. Uh, but I don't mean it in a racist way. I, I nobody mean- does. They're trying to reintroduce a racist meaning. Why are they reintroducing a racist meaning? Right. So here's the meaning they say. Slaves would covertly mock white slave owners through exaggerated dance to mimic white aristocrats. It probably was funny. Uh, perhaps unaware of the subversive origin of the dancing, slave owners began holding balls for entertainment where slaves would perform these dances to win a cake. Cakewalks became popular through race, through the racism of the 19th century minstrel shows, which portrayed black people as clumsily aspiring to be and dance like white people. First of all, you know, this might be racist, but white people can't dance. So, <laughs> like... Hey, speak for yourself, sir. Hey, the black community... Nobody elected you to speak on behalf of white dancers. It's cultural. Uh, The black community is way better dancers than the white community. So um, suddenly you're suddenly you're a collectivist. Yeah, I I, I'm saying on average, I'm saying on average. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Uh, But uh, yeah, who knows why? But yeah, I mean, obviously this is a stupid one, right? And the recommended replacement phrase for that is "that was easy," which doesn't even capture what "takes the cake" means, right? Take that takes the cake is used as like a um, it's not used to be 
Well, so cakewalk can be that was easy. Like that was a cakewalk, I guess. Although I, I don't really hear people use that. So maybe maybe that does mean that was easy. But takes the cake does not. This the next one is colored. Now I haven't heard. I'll be honest. My my great grandmother used the word colored, but she may have been racist for all I know. Although she may have just grown up in a culture where that's what you, that's how you referred people who were were African Americans. I don't know, um, but. Whenever I hear colored and colored people, I think of this old lady that I once knew saying colored people. And I always thought colored people was kind of racist. So I agree this colored is, is, is a racial, it sounds racist to say. So this is one I kind of agree with. The only other thing, the only thing that's weird about it, and someone pointed this out the other day on a different live stream. It was actually Mikey's live stream. Um, and it was actually a person of color who pointed this out. She said, how is person of color better than colored? It's like, it's literally, it's, it's literally just a rearrange. It's the same. It's the same thing. Like if you are uh, a lot of languages to do the past tense or to, to, to ascribe an attribute to something you say, you know, blank of blank. Right. So like you wouldn't, there would be no way to say colored anyway. You would say person of color in lots of languages. So, uh, it, it's literally the same thing. I am actually perplexed as why I don't know why person of color is okay. This is one of those ones. Well, this is just a, a matter of uh, what is culturally okay at the time. And then that can, that changes. It's like Laura pointed out, it, it wasn't always racist. Some people use that term because the same way that some people use people of color. Now it was the term that was used at the time. Does it have racist connotations? Do we know it to have racist connotations now? Yes. That's, and by the way, I don't know anybody who uses this term anymore. This is one that we know that it has no colored anymore. No. And, and so what's funny about this is they've put stuff on here that we do use because nobody knows it has racist connotations. It's, it's taken a different meaning. And so why are they trying to reintroduce the racist implications? Um, but then you have a word like this where it's recent enough that people do remember that the racist connotations. And so they don't use it. Right. So why is it even on here? Nobody uses this. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and like I said, I don't know why person of color is better. I will say the reason that I think they are using person of color. Mm -hmm. So we, I don't know if you remember, um, of course you do. Cause you grew up in the eighties. We started using the phrase African-American. That was the phrase to use for black people. Right. And we would use Hispanic or Latino or whatever for, um, people from Latin cultures. And we would use the term African-American for people with, black skin, right? Who we assumed were African-Americans. They could have not been, they could have been Jamaicans who came, but that was the the term that we used. Um, I and never used that term, by the way. I think that's a cultural thing. No. And in, in the South, I don't know anybody. No. Oh, I grew up in the North. What did you guys use in the South? Black, black people don't like to be called African-American. Most of the black people I know don't like to be called African-American. And even no, in the, yeah, even in the yeah. world, it's like, what? Just say black. Like, I don't, I don't, well, I don't know if that's changed. I, I do, I do remember thinking it was weird, but I also do remember, and maybe someone can correct me, but I'm pretty sure in the East coast, in the North, in New York, African-American was pretty standard. Like that was considered the acceptable, nice way to talk without being racist. Um, but anyway, my point is, first of all, I, like, 
I can't stand that we have to obsess over how to divide people into different groups. Just, <laughs> yes. But that, that's that's my overall, like, what the fuck? But um, second- because that's what this is all about. That's what this is all about, is dividing us into different groups. Yeah, but actually, person of that's color is the reason they, I think the reason they want to bring back person of color <clears throat> is colored people was a racial slur, and but it, it referred specifically to blacks. It was not, you wouldn't call like a China person Chinaman or whatever the, the derogatory term that they use for people from, from China or Asians. Um, you wouldn't call them a colored. You would have a different derogatory term for Asians, right? Um, and and what they what they are doing now is they want to they they want to blur the lines between they don't care so much about who's black and who's Latino and who's from India and who's who's from China. They don't care about that as much as they care about who's not white and who's white. Yes. This is about hatred of whites. And so what person of color is an inclusive term that means not white. And so the 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 bright line they want to draw is enemy equals white, non-enemy. Person both, of color. It's both in, inclusive and exclusive because it's defined by who it excludes. <laughs> That's all the definition is because because an Asian person is a person of color just as much as someone from India or Jamaica or South Africa or uh, the Middle East, they all or, or Mexico, they all get to be called person of color. The, the, the native person from Norway does not. Right. That's that's the distinction. The other thing about as we're discussing these categories that just always kind of blows my mind, too, is that. They want to keep us all divided and hating each other and in these very rigid categories. And when it comes to race, like when it comes to gender and biological sex, they're trying to blur the lines all the time. Right. Um, but when it comes to race, it's like they pretend that that biracial people, triracial people, like <laughs> the, the people of many varied uh, uh, racial backgrounds don't exist. It's like, how do you where do those people fall? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, they they are, I mean, in this document is evidence of this. They are obsessed with making sure we stay focused on race, right? Because we're going to bring back, hey, you forgot that Cakewalk had a racial origin and now you just use it innocently. We're going to bring it back because we want you focused on race. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So the next one is interesting. I First of all, you can't say CP victim, which means cerebral palsy victim. Who says that? Cerebral palsy victim. <laughs> I don't know who, anyone who says CP victim, but maybe some people do. Spastic or spaz. And like spaz is, it's just like a, it's calling, hey, you're acting like a spaz. Just means you're acting, acting like you have no motor functional control. But we're not allowed to say that. Uh, generalizes the population and minimizes personhood. Again, what's this minimizing personhood bullshit? Can you not call someone short? I'm short. Can I get offended if someone calls me short because it generalizes the population and minimizes my personhood? Like, what the fuck? Every, like any, just, it's like every adjective here's is what's, somehow here's what's, a problem. Yeah, so the next one, like crazy, nuts, maniac, lunatic, da-da-da, they say, 
originally referring to mental illness, the terms crazy and nuts referred to people who were often institutionalized against their will. Using these terms to describe something that is surprising or unexpected implies that people experiencing mental health challenges are somehow not normal. No, it doesn't. Again, (laughs) they're basically saying if you say crazy and you don't actually mean mentally ill, crazy people, then you're offending those mentally ill, crazy people. No, you're not because we're using crazy has changed meaning. And, and the same thing with cakewalk. It's like cakewalk is not about, nobody even knows that it's it supposedly came from. It's not about uh, slaves performing dances. Cakewalk means something was easy. Why do you want to take it back to a horrible meaning? That's what this does. It's like, uh, I heard Milo talking about using the word uh, gay, like that's so gay. He's like, that yeah. doesn't offend me because when a person says that's so gay, they don't mean that's so homosexual. <laughs> like it means something else now, but, but they want to keep it tied to these things. It's so weird. It's like, they don't want language to change. They don't want language to become inoffensive. They want to keep it offensive. And the way that you do that is by telling people this is, it means this offensive thing. Hey, don't use it in this non-offensive way you're using it. Remember that it's very offensive and you can't say it. Well, yeah, I, I also think there's something else wrong with this, which is they they want to normalize mental illness. And yeah. while it is um, while it is wrong to it, while it is wrong to say that you're less of a person and you should have rights removed or whatever because you have a severe mental illness like you're crazy. Uh, it's not it's not something to be celebrated. It, it is something to be recognized as a flaw and a problem. Like having bipolar disorder or uh, having borderline personality disorder or being an OCD, which is another word they say you're not supposed to use. Those aren't, those aren't like badges of honor. Those are, to use another bad word, those are defects. And what we should be focusing on is how to solve those defects, right? How to, hey, you have you have borderline personality disorder. What can we do to cure you? Because that's not good. That's not a good thing. And call, calling people deranged or insane or crazy or whatever, lunatic, I, this is a, the, the way those words are used is they're used to say, Look, we recognize that there are people who have like severe functional problems in the world who act completely irrationally and wildly, like totally uncontrollably. And your behavior right now, I'm likening to those crazy institutionalized people. That's a descriptive term. Mm -hmm. It's just a descriptive term. (sighs) I would like to say it's very dumb, but that's on the next. That's uh, on this. uh... Although they mean mute. Yeah, this ideology is insane. <laughs> Which you're not. Yes, this ideology is this this box here. Crazy nuts, maniac, lunatic, insane, deranged, psycho, demented. They could just put slash SJW. Yeah. And I think that would all be the same. Hey, over here in the column for what you should say instead, SJW. Yeah, social justice advocate. <laughs> Woke. Woke. Yeah. Woke should be in this column over here. <laughs> All um, right. There's a lot of these. We have to we have to hurry on through. <laughs> I don't know. Dumb, dumb or mute. Mm. Can't say that. Okay, Why, fine. 
person who cannot speak that just say mute. What is wrong with mute? There's a word. It means it's not an offensive word. Just say mute. That's what that means is that they can't speak. They want to take words that, and they want to make everything more complicated. You can't say mute. You have to say person who cannot speak. Oh, I wish there were a word for that. You have to say diabetes. You have to say person who has an insulin imbalance. It's like, what? what? <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> you can't say diabetes, but. <laughs> it's like, yeah, these people are, uh, what's the list? Crazy nuts, maniac, lunatic, insane, deranged, psycho, demented. Yeah. All okay. right. Dwarf. Can't say dwarf uh, or midget. Well, dwarfism is a medical term, right? Oh, they say it that. Is, okay. It is a medical term. And some people are dwarves. Like that's. Yeah. I had a friend in high school who was a dwarf. As to be distinguished from just this general category of little people. But okay, fine. I don't know anybody who says midget really anymore, except for the little people I know who say it. Yeah. In a funny way. Like the next one's great. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. The original song. So, all right, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe. The original song replaces Tiger. So you guys know the Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Moe, catch a tiger by the toe. If he hollers, let him go, blah, 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 right? The original song replaces Tiger with an offensive word aimed at African-Americans. I assume it's the N-word. I don't know. Um, but what they're complaining about here is like, hey, there was a song with an offensive word. It was corrected because we realized that the word was offensive. But now you can't even say the corrected song. Again. Because that's offensive. Yes. Again, so what they're saying is, hey, you're saying this inoffensive thing. We want to bring it back to the offensive. Again, they're trying to reintroduce right. offense. Why? It's become something unoffensive. Nobody even knows that. So why would you be, hey, guys, it's like telling the kids in the playground a dirty, hey, guys, let me tell you this thing about this song. And, okay, now you're going to have kids singing it that you've reintroduced this dirty word. You've reintroduced this offensive meaning where they weren't doing it before. This is like, yeah, this is so, it's just bizarre. Yeah, they're arming, they're arming all the actual little white supremacists. Yeah. <laughs> with hey, information here, they didn't have. Let me tell um, you something racist, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, uh, I love that their, their, their answer to what to use instead is the term randomly selected. So I'm just, I'm imagining how this goes. Right. <laughs> The kids are at a playground in dodgeball. They're going to select their dodgeball teams. Um, randomly selected, randomly selected, randomly selected, randomly. You, like, how does that work? They don't even have, like, yeah. All right. Epileptic. That's an actual disorder. So my joke about diabetic was actually not too far off. You can't say epileptic. No, you I think with a person with epilepsy. Okay. I think what they want you to say is eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a randomly selected by the toe. <laughs> <laughs> eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a Marxist by the toe. I'm switching to Marxist. Uh, Sorry, okay. you moved on to epileptic. Okay. No, no, it's okay. Uh, again. Say, again, person with epilepsy. Saying an epileptic generalizes the population and minimizes personhood which should be acknowledged first, often called people first language. So this is stupid. This is like, you can't use a, a word to describe someone that encapsulates the fact, like that encapsulates a, any condition of theirs as well, right? Which would mean actually, you really can't say white people because white comes before people. You'd have to say person of Clorox. I don't know what you would say. 
Um, Mm. All right. Eskimo. Similarly, I didn't know Eskimo had these other meanings, although they're not specifically racist. They're just kind of like what I like a colonialist would look at a tribal person and be like, you know, eaters of raw fish. Okay. Um, Uh, We learned some of these, by the way, I learned when I was an SJW. So I felt like I was ahead of the curve and what words we could and couldn't say. (laughs) But yeah, like that was when Eskimo, we were told not to say. Um, You were told not to say Eskimo? I I missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. Freshman? Yeah. It's the next one on this list. I have not heard. I have not heard. Well, this makes sense, right? This is their anything with the word man in it has to, it it excludes women and non-binary gender identities. So... Well, uh, except that they say instead of later on, they say instead of saying mankind, you should say humankind. Well, humankind has the word man in it. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Ghetto is one that I've heard before when I was an SJW. We're told not to say ghetto. Yeah, the next one's ghetto, which is uh, okay. But, it, but again, it is a they're there's such a thing as a ghetto so what are you right. supposed to call that now we'll use the name of the neighborhood also call it a rat infested um wait what uh maybe you can just call it baltimore well yeah they're telling you that you can't use a word for that you just have to simply refer to a place by by the name of the city well i'm not talking about the city i'm talking about a ghetto in general right like well you can't say that right right because they they're wanting to erase reality. This is not a. Yeah. This is never. This so a normal person uses words to as reference for reality, but that's not how a social justice warrior uses words. They use them as uh, ideological um, carving tools to make your mind think the way they want it to. And and okay. this is so backwards. And and you know what, SJWs, you don't help people get up out of the ghetto by pretending by by saying that you can't say ghetto or acknowledge that it exists. Like you don't. You don't help people get out of the ghetto by pretending they're not there. Right. Right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. Is there a word for like snooty rich neighborhoods? I guess you can't use that either. I don't know. Um, So the next one is gypsy. I have heard that don't use gyp or gypsy because it's blah, blah, blah. That's so stupid. That's yeah. so stupid. Um, the, there was a shop here in Austin. I think it was a chain shop in Texas. It was a very, very popular shop called um, Gypsy Wagon. Perfectly named because that gives you an idea. They sell all kinds of trinkets and stuff. They just changed their name to uh, Favor the Kind. What a ridiculous name. And then they went under. Hmm. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> Uh, so the next one, this is the, the disabled stuff I was talking about before. Handicapped, disabled, crippled, sufferers from, you can't say suffers from or is afflicted with victim of. Well, that's good. If you can't say victim of, I like that. Uh, I could get on board with this. So no one's a victim of oppression. No one's a victim of systemic racism. No one's a victim of the patriarchy. No one's a victim of any of the things that you've built your entire ideology on. Uh, no one's an invalid, lame, deformed, handicapped parking. I'm mean, come on. <sighs> this is getting boring. It's so predictable, Carrie. I know. Well, let's get to some of the more strange ones. All right. Are there more strange ones coming up? Ladies and gentlemen, we mentioned that one. I like they've got 
Z, her, and her. What does what Z, her, and her? What is this? I thought it was Zer and Zer. What is, what is her and her? Wait a second. Where are you at? Oh. The, the ladies and gentlemen, it says you can use Z, her, and her. I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. So they're, they're actually, actually, yeah, they're actually like, um, because they're up to last I saw, last count I saw, there were like 98 genders now. And there are there are pronouns that go with all these ninety eight. No, I know, but I thought it was Z and Zer, not Z and her. I think they're just giving examples here, but yeah, people oh, okay. can choose what they want. So they could have put like helicopter here or whatever. Oh, that's but, right. We didn't interview the high school kid who demanded to be called uh, Dragon Master or whatever it was, Dragon right. Lord. I mean, there's also like mer. There are people who call themselves uh, their gender is like mer people. They think they're like mermaids. And they go by like mer, and I, are you laughing? Yeah, I mean, we're normalizing insanity, right? It's it's like there's always been people in society. Usually, those people were homeless who thought that they were aliens or dragons or the Queen of England or whatever it is. And now those people, instead of being recognized as perhaps having a little bit of mental problems uh now they are you know lauded and asked excuse me kind dragon what would you like to be called <sighs> so this is a new one carrie the next one is uh i didn't know this and uh they don't really even they kind of admit that this didn't even start bad it just be, kind of became bad but isn't bad anymore. So we have to, so this is one, of, so hip hip hooray is the next one. And they, and this doesn't even have bad origins. It just had innocent origins and then vectored through being used inappropriately at one point and now back to innocence and whoa, it took a wrong turn over at Nazism at, at some point. So therefore it's banned. Um, Look at this though. Uh, it says they're, they're defining why hip hip hooray is bad and, and we should not use it. Um, hip hip hooray developed from the German hep hep, which the harmless adorable call, which was a harmless adorable call shepherds would use when herding their sheep. But during the Holocaust, German citizens started using it as a rallying cry when they would hunt down the Jewish citizens who were living in the ghettos. What? What? They use the word ghetto in their definition. Oh, good catch. They're not allowed to use ghetto. They're supposed to use the city that they're talking ah, about. Ah, yeah. But hunt down the Jewish citizens who were living in the insert name of city in the all cities that were in Germany, but certain parts of those cities with higher crime rates and uh, low income. It, I, I'm just kind of astounded that they used a word you're not supposed to use. They can't, you can't apply this shit. You can't, this is, it's meant to break down communication. So yeah. And the phrases anti-Semitic tones go back a long time. Okay. I, who cares? Hip hip hooray for social justice. Okay. Um, so this this one got me, Carrie. You can't use Hispanic, Latinx, or Latin or Latino, but then you're supposed to use Hispanic, Latinx, Latin, or Latino. This one's a little complicated to me. Hispanic is wisely as a widely used term to describe individuals from Spanish-speaking countries. It can sometimes be seen as problematic because of its origins in colonization and the implication that to be Hispanic or Latin one needs to be Spanish speaking. Well, no, what? while the term Latinx has been, Latinx has been widely used in recent history for 
as an inclusive identity term for members of the community, it's important to note that Hispanic is still widely used and stands as a personal preference and point of pride for many individuals. This is the non, this row should just be deleted. They have no idea. They're basically saying, <laughs> I don't know if it's problematic or not, but I feel <laughs> like I should say something about it. <laughs> and look again, they say, uh, don't say these words. What should you say instead? These words, parentheses, if an individual identifies with one of these terms, they want you to walk around every interaction you have. Like you can't go into the store and be like, hi, I'd like some milk, please. You have to go to the store and be like, hi, what are your pronouns? How do you identify? And are you blind? And do you have, <laughs> and now I would like to buy some milk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't buy milk though, because that's uh, racist. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I really think this this row here is just like I, I someone was like I I'm woke so I know I got to say something about this but I don't really understand I don't know I don't know what the rules are uh, so the next one hold down the fort we can't use hold down the fort because sometimes we were fighting Indians American Native Americans excuse me sometimes we were fighting Native American intruders and it feeds into the stereotype of savages. So instead you have to say cover the office or left in charge. I meant to look this one up because I don't trust that they even have the correct etymology for a lot of these words. And this Who is fucking why, cares. Yeah, I mean, but, my, but they don't, I'm, I know just, they, they I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm still angry. Okay. <laughs> who fucking cares about what I'm saying? I do. No, <laughs> so, not you. I'm just, like, I know. Uh, my point is, this is one that I, I'm pretty sure, um, I meant to look it up, but I'm pretty sure that that's not, this this word didn't originate there anyway. Hold, or this phrase didn't originate there. It well, has look, a much older have been meaning. around for thousands of years. Yes, it has a much, much older meaning. So they're just like selectively choosing. Well, so what they're saying, notice what their word choice here, Carrie, it says here, uh, yeah. In the US, the historical connotation refers to, so basically what they're saying is, hold down the fort was probably a phrase that was used since time immemorial by everyone who had a fort because they wanted to hold it down and protect it from intruders. But since you're in the United States and at one time the US was fighting Native Americans, therefore it's a bad phrase. Is that how that, you would take it? Yes. All right. Um, okay, so you can't say homosexual, which I thought was a clinical, oh, because of the clinical history of the word, it is used in an offensive way to suggest that gay oh, people- Oh, gosh. It, well, it, it, is, it, it is a clinical term. It is, uh, and I already said that word earlier, so. <laughs> you probably can't do this. You have to say gay, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual, or queer. It's important to ask what it, you know what, can I make a statement about sexuality in general? Because this really, this, this just bothers me. Um, I don't want to use any of these words because this is how I feel about this. Uh, like very seriously, if someone asks me my sexuality, you can infer it based on my life. That's fine. But it's none of your fucking business unless you're proposing to fuck me. <laughs> Unless it's a proposition, I don't have, like, my sexuality is not subject of a conversation. And when I meet someone in any normal course of business, their sexuality is not relevant to me. So 
unless we're like I'm propositioning them or they're propositioning me, who they fuck is not some big thing we have to have a huge conversation about in society. Okay. How to how to refer to them. You know what? You if, know why they, this... if you are having sex with the person, they can tell you how they want to be referred to. And if you're not, who the fuck cares? Okay, so here's why. Here's what happened. It became an identity. They Yeah, they, it, it, it shouldn't became, be. It should not be. They made it an identity. They made an identity group out of out of sexual behavior. Um and it it it's interesting that uh, the fact that that happened is interesting to me for a number of reasons. One of which is, um, we, if we could get off the subject of, I guess, language for a second, but one of which is I didn't used to understand how, when I was in SJW, how some, when, when Christians would say, and I'm talking about sincere Christians, I'm not talking about homophobes and hateful people. I'm not talking about the God hates fags people. I'm talking about sincere people. When they would say, I don't hate um, the sinner, I hate the sin. And I'm like, but that doesn't make any sense because how can you, how can you not hate gay people? If you, if you feel that, um, if you, if, if you believe that gay sex is immoral in a sin, but I understand what they mean now, because I was just only thinking of it as an identity because I was an SJW and this is, and, and, and not, even if you weren't, we've accepted, this is, uh, this is who you are. Right. Well, I've since come to understand that no, some like, and again, sincere Christians I'm talking about, they don't view it as an identity any more than they view um, adultery as an identity. If you have sex outside of marriage, that's not your identity. And they don't hate you for it. And they don't hate you for it. They hate the sin. They don't look at you and say, I hate you because you're living in sin and you're living with your boyfriend or whatever. Like you're, it is, they believe that, that, that your behavior is something that God doesn't like, but they don't, they're not like, but you are something. They don't think that God doesn't like you. Does that make sense? And it took me a while to understand that. Normal people. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't get it before. I like trying to understand what people mean, and and, and I like you. I appreciate it when somebody points out that I'm wrong, and I'm like, oh, I'm glad that you helped me to understand that better. So, anyway, this yeah. is fascinating to me for a number of reasons. But yes, at some point we started to view who you have sex with as an identity, but I don't think it. It's doesn't well, look, I, I, I can't in fairness, Carrie, say, look, at, at one point we were in a society in with that what that outlawed a lot of homosexual activity, wouldn't allow people to be married. Um, there was a lot of discrimination based on what they did in their bedrooms. And I also oppose all of that behavior because it's none of your fucking business what people do in their bedrooms. Exactly. So, exactly. I agree. Like, I, I don't I don't think it should be an identity because I don't think it's relevant to normal human interaction. And if you if you have a problem with someone who's gay, don't sleep with them. <laughs> I problem solved. So um, you know, I, I that's the that's the thing that I have a problem with. It's not that uh you know, it's not that I don't think it wasn't ever relevant. Obviously, it was relevant because pe they were treated differently because of who they slept with. I totally but, agree. But yeah. that's not really the case anymore. I mean, I know there are some people who are, there will always be some people who hate one thing or another and hate people. There's always going to be Westboro Baptist Church kind of people out there. But that's not the culture anymore. Um, we, we, it's, a, it's been a victory. That's not the normal culture anymore.
Yeah, it's well, it's the same thing with race and sex, right? So they want to try and end racism with racism and sexism with sexism. And, and this is sort of similar. It's like, well, because this existed for a while, um, the way we fix that, because because there was this tendency to put people in groups and make that their identity and then hate them because they were in that group, the way that we fix that is by keeping them in, keeping people in these identity groups. Well, no, it's not. We The way that you, that you, the way that we progressed to where we are now is because people began to see, let's take gay, gay people as a group. Let's take gay people as an example. They began to see gay people as individuals. Right. So it's individualism is what cures collectivism. It's not, it's not staying, it's not staying in a different kind, a different form of collectivism. So right. it's the individualists who are responsible for the victory in gay rights. Right. Yeah. Like the whole point, I think Mikey's kind of talked about this sometimes. And I don't mean to put words in his mouth. So, but the whole point of the gay rights movement, as I saw it, was like, it, it's like we're just like you, right? Like we we want equal rights under the law, just like you, or the right to, to marry under the law. Um, and, but, but once you achieve those things to then be like, we're different and we're going to stay in this group, right? Like that's why, why? Right. Well, the next one, the next, let's move on. Cause the next, the next one's interesting to me. They say we can't use the term illegal immigrant slash alien. Um, and they're, you know, <sighs> Again, the term illegal immigrant was first used in 1939 as a slur towards Jews who are fleeing Nazi. Blah, blah, blah. Saying that a person is illegal dehumanizes them and implies that they are criminal, not taking into account the fact that they might be refugees. So I, let's just be clear about something. The, so illegal is modifying the immigration. Illegal is not modifying the person. Actually, the word immigrant, you could argue, is not meeting their standards of person first. By their rules, you'd have to say person who has immigrated, right? Immigrant defines them by their migratory status across a country's border. So when you add the modifier illegal, that is modifying the stat that their method of immigration. So if you're going to use the word immigrant, illegal immigrant is a perfectly rational, acceptable term. And I think you can use the word immigrant, obviously, but undocumented immigrant doesn't fix it. Undocumented is just as a, a undocumented, it's illegal to be undocumented. So undocumented is a euphemism for illegal. It's the same fucking thing. This is just their thing. And this refugee shit is also pissing me off because I pointed this out in a video the other day, Carrie, but especially the refugees coming from um, the, up the southern border, what we're being told is that uh, the murder rates are so high in these cities and blah, blah, blah. They're, you know, El Salvador, blah, blah, blah. Baltimore has a higher murder rate than El Salvador right now. So is it, is it, is it a hellhole? Yeah, certainly. Does that, does that qualify as refugee status? I don't know, but there's a debate to be had there. And typically what happens in international law with a refugee, if you're actually fleeing a war zone, you need to settle in the first country that you enter after you've left your war zone country. So, you know, you, you don't get to you don't get to then like country pick after that. When, when you when you migrate from some country that's a problem that's problematic in South America, you stop in the next one. And unless they're being persecuted in Mexico, they're in a country for which they could apply for asylum 
They, um, they like to, I agree with this. They like to try and say that all illegal immigrants are uh, refugees and they're not. And, and if you look at the asylum statistics, it's the number of people seeking asylum from Mexico and Latin America has exploded in the past like five years, but the number of people approved has stayed the same because they don't actually qualify for asylum. So I think it's like 3% of people get approved from Mexico, from, from the people who apply. That's, but, but you will hear people on the left try and conflate the two. They also, just like they try and conflate illegal immigrants with legal immigrants, they try and put it all in one category. So you, you, you blur the lines between what's legal and what's illegal. But you know what, when I was in, when I was in SJW, I participated in this. So I was part of a group called Culture Strike which was, which is an immigrant rights group. And um, we really pushed this. I was aware back then what we were doing in regards to language. You knew it was a lie. No, I knew that we, to change the world, you have to change language. Oh, I see. And I felt that that was just, and I understood the method though. That's what's funny to me now is I knew. And so we, there was a concerted effort. I mean, we, I have documents and papers where we were emailing each other about like, we have to change the word illegal immigrant. We have to make them say undocumented because, because once you've done that and, and we would, we would email, we had emailing campaigns where if somebody, if a journalist printed a word we didn't like, we would hit bombard them and get them to issue a retraction and change the word. And um, until it became accepted. And now you see, now you see undocumented American um, probably more often than you see illegal immigrant w- when journalists write about it, they will say oh, undocumented. And the purpose there is once you get people to start, once you've been able to control their language and they self-police enough that they stop saying illegal immigrant and they start saying undocumented American, well, now you've changed the way they think about this as well. And they no longer think of it, hopefully, this is what we're, well, they won't think of it as illegal. They'll think of this person's an American. They're just an undocumented one. Right. And undocumented sounds like a, a minor clerical problem. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I want to point, well, let me point two things out. One really quick. The word alien actually has legal uh, technical, it's a technical legal word. So it's a completely valid word to use. Um, second, they're hurting actual refugees. And I want to clarify something about about immigration is my understanding. And if someone knows better, uh, please tell me, but I'm, I'm pretty sure this is true. If you're not a refugee, you must come through a port of entry. Any crossing of the border by non-refugees is strictly prohibited and illegal and should be. That's If you want to have a country, you need to have borders. The rule is if you're not a refugee, you come to a fucking port of entry. If you are a refugee, you are actually, um, you're, you're, I don't want to say given permission, but it's okay to cross at a non-port of entry because you're, again, Think about traditionally refugee is fleeing from one country that is bordering the country to which they're fleeing. So they're just getting out over a border, right? And then they need to immediately apply for asylum status. Now, normally the number of people coming across non-entry points as refugees is actually quite low. It would be in in a normal scenario. It would be very low. And so the volume of people you have to process, if, if, if really only legitimate refugees are coming across, the volume you have to process is, is quite is quite low. And you can really quickly kind of figure out, okay, are they a refugee? You know, they're coming from a neighboring country that's probably in some war-torn, you know, city or, or area, and or they're persecuted politically somehow, and you can make that determination. 
what's happening is when these people flood the border by going through, not through ports of entry, they are overwhelming the asylum processing because there are way too many people for, like we were not set up to deal with this many people applying for refugee status by coming across the border, not through a port of entry. That's, it's unprecedented. It's unprecedented to have this volume of people. And so they've simply overwhelmed the bureaucracy at this point. There's just way too many to deal with. Um, and all of these people who are being encouraged to come in when, when they're, we know full well they're not refugees and they're not being told to go to a port of entry, which I'm fine for legal immigration, have them go to a port of entry. But when they're coming across the border um, illegally, not refugees, if you're encouraging them to do that, you're creating a problem for any actual refugees because now they're stuck in this system that could have been much more efficient if it didn't have all this noise in it, if all these people that were just not legitimately applying. And that's the situation we have at our southern border right now. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Indian, so, can't you just so Indian? you guys know, I only Sorry. have about fifteen minutes left because I have to go pick up a table. I think I think we're not okay. Well, I guess we do have. Jesus Christ, this is long. Uh, all right, we'll go quickly. Can't use the word Indian because you know. Okay, this Plum. this is another one where anecdotally, at least, just like most Black people I know and knew growing up, don't like to be called African American. Most most Indian people I know do not like to be called Native American. I, maybe this was a backlash because maybe they they can sense the um, desperation and um, uh, kind of uh, attempt to, I don't know, pander to in these re when these words get changed. I mean, I think if, if somebody were calling me like a, uh, a female gendered American, <laughs> whatever, I'd be like, F off. Like <laughs> I'm a woman. <laughs> what are you talking about? Right? Like, I don't know. I think anyway, that's another one. They say, they say this, they say, don't say Indian, but even in the SJW world, most people I know want, they did not want to be called native American. Yeah. I mean, it does, it is kind of weird. Um, cause people think of America, not as a continent, but as a, um, country. And so it is kind of weird. I think they're going to push for indigenous peoples. Um, that, but, like this is again, it's like, look, yeah, we know the story. I, I actually think this is one that people knew the origin of. Christopher Columbus thought he hit India, so he called them Indians. Right. Uh, that wasn't racist. That was a, called a mistake because he thought he hit India. Um, so, you know, I, I don't, I don't really care about this one. I don't think it should be outlawed. Obviously, though. Um, lame, retarded, stupid. This is just you can't insult anyone with any colorful language. I, I, this is just dumb. Long time no see. <laughs> so this we can't say. I didn't realize its origins were in mocking Chinese pidgin English. Um, did you? Okay. I only learned this within the last year. And it was because of this article I told you about that had, you know, the 15 words or phrases you didn't know were problematic, right? And this was one of them. And so that's when I first started thinking about this concept of, of, of SJWs reintroducing offensive uh, meaning to words that no longer have offensive meaning. But you know, what's funny, Carter, I was searching for, because at the time when I read that, that article, I remember I posted it 
And I did something where I took all 15 words or whatever, all 15 phrases, and I made a, I wrote a sentence with all of them, or I wrote a paragraph with all of them. And it was pretty funny. And Facebook has deleted that. (laughs) (laughs) I was looking for it so I could read it at the end. I was like, oh, that'll be funny if I go back and find that article and read the thing with the whole sentence with all the offensive words and phrases, um, including long time no see, supposedly offensive. Um, but uh, uh, they, apparently it was one too many offensive words for Facebook. You know, it's funny, Carrie, that you did that. I was thinking about, I just didn't have time. I was thinking about writing an article, or sorry, writing a letter to uh, Colorado State University using every single one of these terms. Let's do it. Let's um, make it a group project. All right. <laughs> I hate, no, I'm not going to make it a group project. You and I can do it. Group group art sucks balls. So Art by uh, committee. Why not? Okay. Um, All right. (laughs) So the next next list here, man the booth, mankind, man, this is the man stuff, policeman, fireman. The the one that's interesting here is you guys. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, Carrie, but guys was very masculine, but I think in the last couple decades, what has interesting is you guys has started to become a gender neutral term on its own. Like women use it to, to talk to other groups of women. Come on, you guys, you guys like it started to actually lose the gender attribute, but of course they want to bring it back and be like, no, 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 no. It's actually, when you say you guys, you're definitely talking about men. And so we have to outlaw that. Um, um, by the way, so I'm, I'm from South Carolina. Uh, I grew up using the term folks. I've used it. I mean, I use it a lot. So I, I use it interchangeably with you guys because I've also lived elsewhere. And so, um, but somebody pointed out on social media the other day on my feed, they were like, why do SJW, why are SJW suddenly using the word folks all the time? And I thought about it and I'm like, yeah, that's true. I do see a lot of SJWs who are not Southerners using that term. And it's because they don't want to say you guys. They don't want to say something gendered. And so they say folks. Well, guess hey, what? Y'all. Yeah. Hey, y'all. But guess what, SJW's? Cultural appropriation much. <laughs> yeah, it's totally <laughs> cultural appropriation. And actually, speaking of cultural appropriation, uh, kind of related. So Jason M. in the chat says, in Canada, the PC term is First Nations. Now, this is interesting to me because nations, I'm I'm not 100% sure, but I'm like 95% sure of this. Uh, first of all, they weren't nations. I don't think they called themselves nations. I think nations is a term that um, the colonialists have since imposed upon tribes. So technically you would have to say first tribes, but I don't think they were, they weren't nations. They didn't have borders and laws and like, they do not meet the, the, the standard definition of nation. I think nation is a word that uh, Europe applied to these groups of people later. Um, So anyway, Next, Carrie, we can go quickly. We should, we should speed it up. They don't want you to use the word male and female, uh, except in your biology class, I guess. I, so this is actually really quick. I know I said speed it up, but really quick. I think this solves all of the sports issues. I think the sports team, the sports organizations to just switch from men's and women's sports to male and female sports, done. No more argument. Those are biological terms. So there should be no more women's basketball. It should be female basketball. They just no more men's well, basketball. It should be male basketball. Except, except you and I both know they are already attacking bio. They are now saying that biological sex is also a social construct. So yes, there's no limit to the insanity. Think, 
Yeah. yeah, no, that's just a level of insanity. I and mean, they may actually win that argument, but by the time they win that argument, we're this this place will be on fire. Um, it's it's okay. Now this one is funny, Mister, Mrs. and Ms. Yeah. Um, this one is funny because they don't include the feminist history here. So feminists actually pushed for Mrs. Ms. and Ms. Yes, yep. they, they pushed for multiple categories because they didn't want to, for women to have to be known um, uh, just with a with a uh, a prefix with a title that indicated whether they were married or not. So Ms. Ms. That's something that women. That's why there's it's called Ms. Magazine, the feminist magazine. So they they're basically now though saying get rid of that and just use Mx. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> Uh, hey, Carrie. What? For $200, give me the term that no one will ever use as a title. MX. There you go. All right. Uh, next one. No can do. This is, a, again, I guess, a, a way to mock Chinese people. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll go ask my wife if she's offended when I say no can do. Uh, normal person. They don't like the word normal because... They don't. They they view the word normal as a moral descriptor rather because it's it's really weird because this goes against the whole their whole their whole philosophy is self-contradictory, right? Uh normal has also a more technical definition, which is like within the norm. You could say normal mathematically you might describe it as plus or minus a standard deviation or two or whatever you want to say like set your boundaries that's normal behavior right um it's just it's not a moral behavior it's just what what is the most practiced or or most uh, common and what they don't like about it is that they basically don't like the idea of anyone being excluded from what's normal, right? So, but on the other hand, they like to differentiate people with weird, like, well, I have OCD, blah, 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 oh, I have this. Like, they want to wear these uh, differentiators as badges, but at the same time, we're supposed to pretend that those differentiators don't actually differentiate them. Uh, it's like, I'm just, I'm normal, but I'm an outlier. That's basically their entire argument. It's stupid. Yeah, they do. They attach they attach a um, judgment to something that is just a statement of fact. Like this is uh, abnormal. They they take that to mean that you're judging it as bad. It's like no, it's just simply not the norm. It right. doesn't mean that it's inferior. Okay, like and my, actually, my, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I mean, my blood type is not the norm. Am I inferior? No, <laughs> I just don't have. This is a conversation I've had with my wife because English is her third language. And um, she, I think she's not, doesn't really take it this way anymore, but she used to, she used to associate normal with like desirable. Like, oh, you want to be normal because normal is good. And like, I had to differentiate for her and be like, no, no, no. Normal just means what's normal, like what's done. Like if most people jump off a cliff and kill themselves, that would be normal behavior, right? You don't want to do, you don't always want to do what's normal. Sometimes normal is self-destructive and horrible. And that was a new, she was like, oh, oh, she didn't get that 
because because it's used often as like this moral, like, oh, you need to be normal. There's nothing good about being normal. There's just something normal about being normal. Um, so, all right, next, oriental. This I, that, I put this in the category of the word colored. I think people kind of know not to use the word oriental anymore. Um, so, but they're wanting to pretend like people use it. I don't, I can't think of anyone in the last 20 years I've heard you describe a person as oriental, but. Uh, no, you're correct. This is like colored. No, it, nobody uses it anymore. So it's weird that it's even on this list. By the way, where's cracker? We already went past the C's. <laughs> oh, well, white people don't count. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh. So paraplegic and quadriplegic. This is weird, right? Um, these terms, it says these terms can generalize the population. Again, that fucking phrase, generalize the population, which actually has no real meaning, and minimize personhood, which should be acknowledged first. So you can't say paraplegic. You have to say person who has paraplegia, person with paraplegia. Oh, my God. Paddy wagon. Carrie, I didn't realize paddy wagon was uh, an Irish thing. Makes sense. Um, yes. And by the way, they, I, I just realized they went through that article I was talking about and they took every word from it. Cause that's what I saw. Patty wagon was on that list too. That's really oh, okay. funny. Um, and I do want to end this with, I know we're not ended yet, but, uh, I was wrong. I just did a quick search. Oh, it does still exist on Facebook. It wasn't on my wall. It was on my friend's wall. Oh, you found it. Okay. So maybe you yeah. can read it at the end. Cool. Um, Peanut Paddy gallery. Wagon, Paddy wagon. By the way, I'm I'm of Irish descent. Okay. Are you offended by Paddy wagon? No, of course not. And <laughs> I, I'm not offended when you celebrate uh, St. Patrick's Day and, and wear green and stuff. It's not it's not cultural appropriation. It's a cultural appreciation. People are right. They uh, people are ridiculous. Yep. Um, okay. Peanut gallery. I didn't realize this was also somehow bad, although this is another stretch. This phrase intends to reference hecklers or critics, okay, usually ill-informed ones. In reality, so when they say this phrase intends to reference, what they mean is in 2019, this phrase references hecklers or critics, usually informed. And when they say in reality, what they mean to say is it used to mean the peanut gallery names a section in theaters, usually the cheapest and the worst, where many black people sat during the era of vaudeville. So let's bring back racism. Powwow. Obviously, this is a Native American thing. Can't say powwow. Nobody uh, who says, again, just I know we're belaboring this, but nobody who says peanut gallery means anything racist by it. So why bring back a racist meaning that nobody knows? When I think of peanut gallery, I think of the old white guys in the Muppets who sat up in the balcony and talked crap <laughs> do you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah absolutely yeah the old white guys in the muppets yeah and and like like a lot of these they're just bringing back racism where it doesn't belong powwow is a, a weird one to me because i don't know if they're it seems like they're upset about cultural appropriation here um powwow to me seems more like a uh almost an appreciation for like oh native american cultures had this thing where different tribes would uh uh, gather together to work something out. Like they had a term for that called powwow. That's a good word. Let's use the word powwow. But no, no, can't do that. That makes you a horrible person. Carrie, you can't use the term preferred pronouns. 
how are you ever going to find out what a preferred pronoun is? Okay, this is one of the people in our you chat. Have to say who, what pronouns do you use? Oh gosh, come. Well, that's that. Okay, this goes to Laura. We talked about this once. She's in the chat. We talked about this once in a discussion because, and, and correct me if I get this wrong, Laura, she was trying to be respectful to one of her kids' friends and said, you know, what are your preferred pronouns? Or she overheard them talking about it maybe. And in any case, this this person was offended by being asked what their preferred pronouns were and said that 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 to, to say that, to say preferred pronouns means that I am selectively preferring and choosing it as if it's not something innate to me, basically. They get offended if you say, so So this is how they move. And I explained to her at the time, at least what I think is going on there is, again, just like with the um, changing illegal immigrants to undocumented Americans, they want to change the way you think. And they do that through language. So get, this is all about controlling people. So first they get you to accept the concept of preferred pronouns, which itself is a jump because I'm sorry, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use the made up one. I'm not going to use Z and Zer and stuff like that, but they get you to accept the, this concept. And, and then once you've accepted it and you start asking, what are your preferred pronouns? Then they move the goalposts a little further and they say, Hey, that, Hey, it's not preferred. It's not, it's not, uh, this isn't my pronoun just because I prefer it. This is my pronoun because this is who I am. Right. right? Like so <laughs> I the am correct terminology just to be clear is uh, what are your imaginary pronouns? That's what you <laughs> So Laura, try that next time. See how that goes. Uh, so next one, rule of thumb. Apparently it's about beating your wife. So, and I will be honest, I'd never beat my wife with any stick that's wider than my thumb. So I think I'm safe. Um, it's a joke. God. Uh, <laughs> senile, demented. I don't, what if they don't have Alzheimer's or they, oh, person who has dementia. You can't use senile. I think they don't like using senile because most of the Democratic Party is senile. The leaders. Sold down the river. Sold down the river. Yeah. Um, this is apparently about uh, slavery. No one knew, so let's bring it back. Let's talk. Let's talk about. Let's make everything racist and and having to do with slavery. Starving. I'm broke. Wow. Other people could be more starving or broke. So fuck you, college student. Uh, oh, sorry. Grand I should be showing this while I'm reading. Grandfathered in is a funny one. Yeah. So this is again, grandfathered in is a, as a clause that people use all the time. We, in fact, I've seen titles of legal documents that say grandfather clause. Um, apparently also didn't know. I had no idea. I've used this in, in, uh, contracts a lot. I had no idea that the origin is, uh, based on slavery. So Okay, thanks for thanks for bringing that up. Food coma, food coma, food coma. I don't. Apparently, food coma has racist origins. It's, it's offensive to people who are in comas, even though <laughs> they're not. <laughs> it's offensive to food because it implies that they are not active. Vegetable. Um, you know, I mean, they say that it. Uh, it alludes to the stereotype of laziness associated with African-Americans. I don't, I don't. Okay. So there used to be an offensive version. Again, this is one of these things. There was an offensive version. People recognized it as offensive. They cleaned it up and fixed it. But now it's now, and, and it's been, and now no one knows the offense. They successfully removed the offensive 
Origins. It's clean now, and we've got to dirty it up again with with some offensive origins. Now, uh, the next one is the itis. The itis. I don't know what the itis is. Oh, it it is a term. It is it is mostly used. It's in the black community, and I I think probably again in the south, maybe not just the south, but um, it means food coma. And I don't know anyone who uses that as a slur. It's just, there's an episode of the boondocks called the itis. That's all about the itis. Like why, why nobody uses it as a bad, it doesn't make any sense. But, but if they think food coma is bad, then I guess they have to think another word for it is bad. So. Yeah. Anyway. Well, the next one is thug. Uh, This is the word that Obama used to describe uh, the people in Baltimore. So I guess he's, uh, they refer to a violent person or criminal, but it often takes on a racist connotation. Why? When does it take on a racist connotation? Well, okay. Are you implying that only people of certain races are violent criminals? It's Colorado State University. It's used to describe violent people. So I'm going to take an opportunity and do a self-serving plug. One of the uh, short films that I produced is called Thugs the Musical. And it's hilarious. It was written by and stars a comedian that I used to represent. He's amazing. He's really funny, but you should go check it out. Thugs, the musical. Well, I mean, Carrie, my recollection of when I first heard the word thugs used was actually, uh, it was white thugs because it was the mafia. Um, Mm. People would call mafia thugs, right? And they were decidedly white so i don't know it doesn't have to mean but yes there is a connotation i mean the 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 short film that we made grew out of this comedian i worked with he he would he has a whole joke about which based on truth where he would go in for auditions for like thug in a liquor store or like thug number two and he and he he came up with this funny joke because he would go in and he would sag his jeans and he would try to he would try to do the stereotype of a black thug, but he was like, wouldn't it be funny? He has this whole joke. I'm going to ruin it. You should just look it up. But he, where he talks about doing like a 1920s thug, like, ah, see, <laughs> like stick them up. <laughs> Can right. you imagine? So thugs have changed. Like different communities have embraced thuggery as and idolized it as a, as a, uh, a masculine ideal. The Italians apparently did with the mafia, or at least some sections of some groups of Italians did not all of them. And some groups of African-Americans, mostly since the rise of rap, it seems like, have, you know, put thuggery up on a pedestal. Um, And it doesn't mean that thug is a black thing. It means that there's a community of people, many of these people are black, who aspire to thuggery. There's a whole thug life thing. Yeah. Right? That. Keith asks in the in the chat, is it okay with SJWs to use the synonym tits to mean anything that's really funny? No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think that's, you could, that's the tits or tits up. No. Um, okay. okay next, we know the next one. You can't say transgendered. You have to say transgender because the ED makes you a fucking bigot. Um. You're really Holy heavy on the F word today. Transformed by ED. What? Speaking of words, I said you're pretty heavy on the F bomb today. I'm in a mood today, and I don't know if it was 
the Kofefi that we we filmed this morning, but I am animated. I don't know what it is. Um, my workout was like not particularly tiring this morning, so maybe I have like extra energy. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's not like I had, you know, cocaine or an injection of coffee or anything. I don't know what. I but you're, I'm in a mood. You're, you're pretty uppity today. I'm kidding. Uh oh. Uh oh. Which is oh, not what it Harry. means anyway. It means stuck up. Oh. Um. Yeah. Um, th- by the way, that's not just they again, they're trying to give a racial connotation to that exclusively. And that's it doesn't exclusively have a racial connotation um, in where I'm from in the South. It, it was OK. Here's a great example. I went away to science and math boarding school and I started to lose my southern accent. I still have it, but I lost a lot of it. It was very thick. And I don't think I consciously did it. I just un- use it more because it would be kind of cool if you would indulge your son. If accent. I do it more. Well, so I went back home and my grandma noticed the way I, I was talking had changed and she called me uppity. That was a regular thing to call people who were putting on airs. That's the way that was right. like we and we would people trash talk their relatives about like, oh, that's the aunt who puts on airs. That's the one who's uppity. And that's it. It wasn't exclusively they're, they're trying to make it like it's exclusively tied to race. It's not. I mean, I, I know that it's also been used in that way, but. Well, they even say originally the term started within the black community. So. But, oh, but white supremacists adopted it pretty quick. Well, yes, right. so did people who are not white supremacists. Right. Everyone adopted it. Some of them were white supremacists. Right. Yeah. It, it's like uh, cars are racist because some white supremacists bought them. Yes. Yes, some did. Um the other one, by the way, we skipped, Carrie, is uh, tribe or spirit animal, <laughs> which, by the way, this is going to be problematic for all these SJWs that go to Burning Man because they all have tribes and spirit animals. So yeah. this is a hugely this is a huge problem. I think there's going to have to be a, a big powwow in the Burning Man community to read, <laughs> figure out their words. But yeah. uh, we can't use tribe because it's seen as an appropriation of Native American culture. Again, just like powwow, a word that we looked at in English and went, wow, that's a that's a better word than what we're using. Let's use it. I like that word. Let's use it. Nope, we can't. Spirit animal, you know what? I don't fucking care because spirit animal is a bunch of hooey. So who the fuck cares? Just don't, don't talk of- like the kind of person who needs to use the word spirit animal ever, ever. Most of the people who were using that were on the left. It became a trendy thing to say for a while. And then, so that was really fun to get to watch SJWs rip each other apart for using spirit animal <laughs> and then to see them profusely apologize. That was kind of fun. Um, we're almost done, Carrie. Last one. Two more. Uh, one's a, a bunch of them together. War, go to war, at war, war zone, battle. Um, okay. You can only use that if you are reporting with CNN from Baghdad. Otherwise, uh, you can never use any sort of metaphor. metaphorical description of conflict ever, yeah. ever. No metaphors. Hostile environment. Although technically they say you can use toxic, Carrie, but toxic is also a metaphor for poison. So like it's a you know, toxic is a biological uh, agent. So you were you were right about how this change this it if people tried to follow this, they'd never be artistic again. If yeah, you no, you can't, you could never, you could never be artistic at all and care about this at all. There'd be no poetry. No. Be no yeah. Um, okay, last one. Because by the way, even if you did it, Carrie, tomorrow they would add some shit to your list that you use metaphorically that suddenly is off limits. 
Yeah. Okay, last one, wheelchair bound. You can't say wheelchair bound, confined or restricted to a wheelchair because they're not confined. <laughs> they just use it. <laughs> if they're not confined, then get the fuck up and stop wheeling around. Okay, but you are in that chair, Blanche. You are in that chair. Odd. No. no. Uh, whatever happened to baby Jane? I can't do I the guess. accent right. But oh, it's the best line in the movie. She's yelling at it's Betty Davis yelling at Joan Crawford, who's confined to the wheelchair. And, <laughs> and Joan Crawford's like, if I could just get out of this chair, <laughs> if I weren't in this chair, I'd come over there. And Betty Davis is like, but you are in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, Carrie, uh, uh, I, we should end because you've got to run. Um, okay, wait a minute. Let me read this. Yeah, I was going to say, can we do two things? One, I want to. I want you to read your thing to end. But can we also just say something generally to parents? Because I think we have, we have parents who are. You can people say that after I leave. I have to read this, and then I'm going. Oh, you want to? You have to leave right now. I have to leave. I, I okay. Do your thing, and then I'll make my notes. Parents, and, and we'll, your point. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I can't. For some reason, screen share is not working for me right now. But I'll just read it. Um, That's fine. Um, as a good rule of thumb. If you make a living going out of your way to find and share offensive etymology, you're probably a hysterical moron. Either that or somebody should call the paddy wagon on your drunk ass. You're probably the kind of imbecile who gets gypped pretty easily, if not outright sold down the river. Too bad intelligence can't be grandfathered in. If this paragraph hasn't already made you a basket case, my gratuitous and out of context use of long time no see and any mini miny mo should probably do the trick. In closing, ghetto real job. That's a pun at the end. Ghetto, ghetto real job. Did you like it? Very nice. Very okay. well done. I have to go uh, pick up a table. That's a euphemism for something offensive, I'm sure. Yeah. Cultural appropriation. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Everyone, guys. Thank you, for, thank you for watching. The only thing I want to add is I know a lot of people in the audience have kids who are college age or close to college age. Um, and... Uh, you know, you're going to be tempted to pay for, I don't know what it is now, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year to send the kids to college. And um, this is what you're paying for. You're paying for them to have their minds destroyed. Uh, that's what you're paying for. This with this document is basically designed to destroy the ability to think and to teach them to be social metaphysicians. And I personally don't think it's worth it. Um, I'm taking classes online right now for free at colleges. MIT's got classes. Um, no one gives a crap about going to college unless you need a certification or you wanna, you know, you're gonna network with Saudi princes for some reason. You can learn whatever you need to without going to colleges or at the very least vet these schools because, you know, in my view, Carrie will probably be mad at me for saying this, but she's not around to police me. You're part of the problem if you're giving these schools money. You're part of the problem. So with that said, thanks everyone for joining. Really appreciate it. Um, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button. You can subscribe on Subscribestar as well. And I'll get the Kofefi. Today's Kofefi will be out sometime later. Thanks again. Thanks again.